morning, Alison. What are you doing today? Well, it's a little chilly, I must say. Yes, it's, it's cold. But are you ready for episode one of yes. season three? Yes, yes. I can't believe it. I mean, I do believe it, but um, finally, it's it's season three. Wow, yes. Been great. So there's a lot of cool things happening in, the, in this new season. You know, I totally agree with you. And you know what else I find very interesting now is how just life in general, like having conversations with people or somebody shares something and then in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking about the podcast in a sense of like, ooh, we could springboard off of that. Right. Yeah. It's always always something that can, uh, can uh, give us some material, something to talk about and discuss and share. It's awesome. It is. But this one, we've been thinking about it. We, from at the end of the season two, we had this uh, incredible conversation or group of series of uh, uh, conversations with uh, our friend Elizabeth. Right? We did. We did. And then, um, go ahead. Well, one of the things is that uh, uh, how we use alcohol, or we thought that we were using alcohol as a coping mechanism, right? Instead of a tool or a tool. Basically, what I want to say, is alcohol a coping mechanism or a coping tool? Well, I think we need to just back up a little bit because one thing that that I remember we were thinking about after the whole conversation with Elizabeth was there was a lot of talk about trauma and coping skills. And, um, you know, you didn't have childhood trauma. You had a wonderful family that was around. And so you did not have... Uh, a difficult childhood and you know I had issues with my mom but I still had everything that I needed um, emotionally no but my trauma came from from other places so I do have trauma um, you do not have trauma and yet we're both alcoholics there was a question that was asked in one of our conferences and things that we go to about having a difficult childhood and and there was another person who said that that they were adopted and they had an amazing childhood but yet they still turned into an alcoholic so you and I were really thinking about that and I think if we go back in the podcast with Dr. Miller Elizabeth she she talks about coping it's all about how you cope and so there are things that happen in our lives that we just aren't prepared for or we don't know how to deal with, don't know how to share about. And alcohol, I mean, people say what? Hey, you had a hard day. Let's go have a drink. Right. It's a happy hour, right? Right. Happy hour. Tough day at work. Mm-hmm. Have a drink. Oh, man, when this field trip is over, let's all go. Have some tequila, right? right? Yeah. So it's very culturally accepted and it's mainstreamed. But then, you know, before we get into deep discussion of this, there is another thing that uh, now is used also almost as a or currently as a currency. You know, one of the things as a favor that would like us to pay back for something. Uh, this uh, group has, you know, just instead of money, just send us the best. Uh, bourbon or uh, <laughs> mezcal that uh, you can find and uh, that were even, right? So who could have thought? But alcohol is currency. It's currency, right? And well, we didn't knew that what we were drinking, but yeah, we can, we may have, might as well may have been used as a currency, right? But uh, anyway, go back to this. It was just a well, parenthesis, but no, right? Even on that topic, right. I mean, sure. So I, um, let's say that somebody did buy you the best mezcal or whatever it is. I mean, 
that's great, that's neat, you share it with friends, but eventually when you have enough, it doesn't matter if you switch to what isn't mezcal, right? Right, right. after the second sip or second drink, right. it, will not, it will not matter. Right. right. So. I listened to this other podcast about like scams, and there was this, this guy who literally just blindsided the entire like wine community all these people that pay like hundreds of thousands of dollars for bottles of wine. I mean, just completely scant, like all over the world. And he would do it like that in the sense of he would drink the good stuff. And once everybody got to a certain point, he was mixing some of the old, taking labels and all kinds of stuff. But your, your taste kind of after a while goes down. So I guess it's good currency in the beginning. But so that's the point. Hey, you had a rough day. You go right. out with friends. And then not only that, but but when you're together with friends, it might not even necessarily be only the alcohol because you have camaraderie and conversation and somebody to lament all the problems with you. And so that's like a sense of community. I know we talked about that too, that alcohol and drinking is a sense of community. But what happens when you start having a hard day and you go home and you drink by yourself. Well, you there is a chance that not having the right uh, tool, mm-hmm. you it will go out of control. If you have a propensity, exactly. So, it, it, a potential. You know, knowing what I know now. <laughs> that famous. Yes. The famous. The famous. You know the hindsight the, is twenty twenty. Or the yeah. or, or the Monday morning uh, quarterback thing session ah. this is this is i there were red flags or there were there were even yellow flags there that i could have stopped right that i could have um talked to somebody about it you know uh even at work i had access to the to all type of help uh, well. as a coach as a hold on let me finish oh, as, yes. a, as a therapist as a prof I, there there were I had many tools that I could, my, my insurance agent, for example, they would call me quite often, say how I was doing. I said, I'm doing fine. Mm-hmm. And the question was, really, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. And I miss it until later I say, oh, that's what it meant. But you know, it was for me too late because at that point I was just lying. I'm doing perfectly fine mm-hmm. on that aspect. But, Even to yourself. Yeah. Oh, yes, of course. But that's that's the thing, you know. I did not have, I had it, but I didn't know I needed. I I didn't know what it was for. What what do I need to cope this? What do I need to talk to somebody? What do I, you know? I thought of for a moment. I said, well, exercise will help me because I remember what, there was one time that I did uh, exercise. Well, this this exercise routine or thing that I tried to do it only lasted a few. A few days, maybe a week or so, because it was too much work. Wait, I thought you like ran a marathon. Yes, but wait, let oh. me let me get to that. <laughs> oh, okay, got it, got it. Let got me it. get to that. Right. We're using this as a coping tool, right? Right, right, right. So I thought that exercise will help me cope with that, but it was too much effort, too early, too late, or mm-hmm. and it will not give me something like I need at that time, like instant gratification, like a buzz, buzz or mm-hmm. something. So alcohol did provide that so it was a weakness or a eagerness to not work that hard 
you know, it was luring, the alcohol lure means, you know, this uneasy. Well, remember Elizabeth said that that as human beings, our nature is to do what's easiest. Right. Right. So for me, it was easier to go to happy hour Monday Mm -hmm. (laughs) than to go to the gym after work. Right. Right. Until, you know, later in my life, something else. And then I changed that Mm -hmm. for other reasons, right? But I didn't knew how to cope, basically. I don't. I did not have the tools, even on my early childhood, although I don't think, as you say, I may not have felt the need to need uh, that I needed it, uh, it should have been available, I think. So I, I don't know, you know, it, that how nowadays is more, it's easier uh, that, that school counseling, all this sort of stuff available right. now, but still I think that there is certain stigma, I think that we talked about that earlier, that... Uh, in other podcasts, that there's still that stigma of looking or searching for that type of help. Well, and aren't you labeled as the sensitive one in your family? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. you know, oh, you're the sensitive one. So imagine if you had actually really expressed your feelings right. more. I mean, I can see, you know, oh, wow, Antonia, you know, yeah, who yeah. knows? I mean... But that's that's part of having such a large family, also. Right. So what I twenty seven cousins. Sophie like that. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Veintisiete. Veintisiete. Yeah. Yeah, but see the 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 thing you know I I'm still mourning the idea that I lost that ability or that opportunity that it could have helped me earlier. But now that I know again, it's never too late to help and uh, use that tool or use the new knowledge that I, the knowledge acquired. You know, I to, really feel like the the universe in a sense prepares us for what we're going to need in the future. And and through our like hardships and things that seem impossible at at a certain point as long as you just don't drown in that, I think that you can use what you've learned to help other people. So it's really not, I mean, yes, it's a loss, but it's also a gain for someone else. And that's what we're here for. Exactly, exactly. And and then just just to get this completely out of what I have to say on this, this episode, I, I think it was uh, the the reason of my drinking, or you know, most of the people that I know is that we try to get an emotional release out of it. And then it gets out of control and just control us. And then I don't know if at some point during my alcoholism I was stressed on the way that you're supposed to be stressed, you know, to act Mm. on the stress instead of just getting it out in a different way. You mean you just shut down? In some part, I just shut down or I, the inaction or not very enthusiastic action towards a situation Mm. could have been better if I had not been numb you were surviving yes basically from the addiction that i had to alcohol no you were you were surviving there there were stressors in your life that you didn't know how to cope with right not necessarily just work but life exactly yes and you were taught how to especially as a boss not be vulnerable and weepy and moody and you know, you needed to be strong and... Right. Right. And so what does strong boss men do? They wear boots, they stomp, they drink whiskey. Right? <laughs> kind of, yeah. 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 So, I mean, you were fitting the profile right. 
But then on the flip side, you know, you had other things going on in your life that nobody would have even believed was happening. Correct. Correct. To this strong, macho guy. Well, not, not macho in a bad way. You're totally still sensitive. But, you know, I mean, bosses are intimidating a little bit because they have the power to fire or hire. But you know what I'm saying. And so it was you drank just like I drank. At first, yours was way more fun because you had, like, happy hour and stuff. And I didn't. I just had Lizzie hour. Then all of a sudden, you needed it. Your body needed it. You couldn't. You started to have, like, symptoms, withdrawal symptoms if you didn't have it. Not everybody gets to that point. And, but now, as in sobriety, we're, we're learning different coping skills because we can't drink. And it, so that's a, big, that's a big thing to do. So it's not just stopping alcohol. It's like completely learning things. And why did you even start drinking in the first place? So on this experience of sobriety, what coping tools have helped you the most? Um, you know, at first I was still doing the, I think Elizabeth touched on it. She said, you know, you go to rehab and then you're pushed right back out without really addressing the problems. Um, so I followed the guidelines of, you know, I was supposed to, make sure to you know be in group settings for the first three months a few times you know a day um i wrote in my journal constantly um for me tiling painting doing something with my hands that was tiny was a good coping skill for me in the beginning but then i just really just kind of didn't look at everything and i was actually I know we talked about it in Boundaries. Um, is that still season one, maybe? I had set my boundaries so low that that was, you know, my coping skills were not super great. So now what I do to cope is I talk with you. Um, I read as much as I can about what's happening. I listen as much as I can to other alcoholics. And I just try to take one day at a time I don't worry about tomorrow constantly I don't worry about what happened in the past constantly I'm just trying to do the right thing today um, and forge forward as a good person I guess and then also I like to cook I like to eat I like coffee I like to clean what what other coping what about you? What kind of coping skills do you have now? Well, I, I'm using one is um, being uh, vulnerable, mm. but even to myself, saying I'm not gonna go for that. You know, let's say that I see something that I would like to eat, for example, I would not eat it. That was a, it's a self-discipline. It's a discipline that I had, that I had, but it was taken over or say, well, well, you know, if I had a sip of this, it would go away. And then, mm. but then it will be one, two, three, whatever. But I have that temptation thing or the, it's, it's gone. Sincerely, I, I don't know how, how that happened, but 
I've been in scenarios, uh, you know, it's... You mean the for the, the craving of alcohol? Yeah, the craving of alcohol. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, the, mm. for example, it's, it's, I, I, I don't like the smell at all. It's just gone. But at the same thing that there were other other things that will get me to a scenario that I will be drinking socially or alone. Mm. Um, you know, the stressors of work are still there. The, whatever other things, are, they have not gone away. I believe that, uh, well, I know now that being clear in my mind out of the, the hangover is <laughs> allowed me to focus better on the actual problem. You know, that there's, uh, there is a, a contract, something that is not uh, right on the wording or on the terms or what say you, the progress. Uh, instead of uh, say, well, let me let me drink on it or let me, mm. it's, I just, well, let's see the what is causing this or it can be avoided or what if we just go with it on that point and then uh, uh, fix the other issues that will feed that problem further and then just you know cut the cut the the flow to that uh, particular uh, problem or particular issue and then the issue dies itself you know more technical uh, approach to certain so uh, problems in my life certainly has helped but also logical vulnerable yeah, it's, it, 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 a lot of things make sense now. I mean, yeah. you can actually see see the train wreck even before. You, you will see that a decision that you make is going to be a train wreck even before. You know, you can avoid it 100%, you know, by, you know, steering you it You can out. try. Yeah, well, there are some things that, yeah, you know, I have seen, I have seen lately, you know, the last, last year or so that there, there are many things that I, it, it will have, I will be fixing things that I did that I should not have even even addressed, right? So, um, uh, for example, I just had a, I, I had a, a quote for an insurance company, workers' comp or something that I needed to get. Mm -hmm. And I would have just asked for two or three different quotes and just analyze the price of the quote instead of the coverage needed or some other details, minor right. details and what is the exclusions or what is it covered or what it doesn't cover. So I, I went to extreme detail into that, that I ended up paying one third of what I would have paid if I had only just compared three quotes. Mm -hmm. But I did not only compare, I dissect what I'm covering, what do I need coverage for this or that? And then I was able to do that. Before it was just send me the cheapest one, right? Mm -hmm. And I still got the, a good deal, but right. it was But you more, know what you're getting. But it was more analysis, thorough analysis of something that I guess every business should do. But at that time, I was just going, yeah, right. So, and then I'm following that approach to every, every, every decision, you know, you know on, on, on how to set up a business, you know, you should do a LLCP or PLLC, professional, not professional, all these other little details. Oh, it doesn't matter. We change it as we go. Right, so, mm. so who's capital infusion? Who's going to provide this? Who, who, who's your partner? Who is an active partner, not partner? Or, before it was oh, just, but now it's for more analysis. But it doesn't take longer. Mm. It will take the same amount of time that I will spend one afternoon at a happy hour. Seriously. Wow. That that's what I'm. The the how I use my time mm. on that aspect. I I see it used in a better way. That in that aspect because alcohol is not. Yeah, it's five thirty. It's right. I need my beer. You know where is it? So yeah. now, or whatever. I get it, I know, so, I know. So I think mine was that I embrace you fully not being a hostage of alcohol. And that- It is a hostage situation. Yeah. And that alone has allowed me 
to probably still make bad decisions, but I can fix them without. And you know <laughs> that they were made. Yeah, I, first of all, I remember them. Yeah, well, I did. Oh, what? I don't remember. <laughs> what? what? I did. Yeah. Oh man! Yeah. Right, you know. Right. Then yeah. where's my car? Right, <laughs> or something. You know, did, did I sign that or right. did I apply for that? I don't remember getting rewards for whatever. Yeah, you know? where did the snake tattoo come from? <laughs> well, no, I have never done that. You know, <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah, I see. I it's see. It's a song. It's a song. China, yeah. yeah. But no, not really. Yeah, I think that. Uh, uh, we 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 really need to have develop a way to cope with life, and it needs to be with no with no. Alcohol it's, is it, it it releases the dopamine, um, but it's dangerous because it's just a it just glosses it over. It doesn't really address the issue that's causing you stress. You know, and if you spend your life escaping, then you really don't get to live your life. Exactly, exactly. You you are you are just patching up things. You know, you're on a dinghy that keeps uh, treading water. You know, you're putting toothpaste <laughs> in the hole. You know, yeah, you just and you just, just painting gotta, over it. Right, yeah, you you got it, you got it. I think that's a good a good way to put it. You know, you just keep patching holes, and you 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 don't get you don't get time to write, or you don't get time to anything, because you're just fixing problems that uh, you create your own. You know, honestly, yes, alcohol is a problem. And we, there is so many other reasons why we get into it. But at the very end, I think what I have learned in the, this, this few years that is that definitely having access to a coping tool and asking for help and don't, don't, well, it's very, it's kind of it's difficult. It's easier to say now, right? Of course. But, but uh, I think, I think that we really need to, uh, if we know somebody or we are around people constantly, you know, for what we're trying to help around with, not only this podcast, but uh, I, I see that that's the, the part of the things that we can help ourselves and help other people. Like with. it is possible. It is yes. possible to live a life without alcohol and there are ways that you can cope with stress and you don't, you know, it's like Elizabeth was saying, Elizabeth, Dr. Elizabeth Miller. Um, your human experience matters. And part of being human is having things that aren't so great happen. And you need to know that there are people that can help you deal with those things. Um, and you can still live a happy, fulfilling life. And alcohol is not the answer to dealing with the stressors of life. Well said. All right. All right. We'll see you later. I mean, hear you later. All right. Thanks, guys. Okay. Bye. Adiós.